The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. It's movie time. Brian Lloyd from entertainment.ie has quite a few new movies to talk through, although I don't think he's massively enthusiastic about most of them. Start with Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. So this is the third Ant-Man film and uh, Paul Rudd returns as the micro-sized superhero. Um, In this film, essentially he's sent to this place called the Quantum Realm, which is you know, discussed and referred to in a lot of films, but now we actually see it for the first time. There he meets this character called Kang the Conqueror, who's played by Jonathan Majors. People might know him from the last Black Man in San Francisco, and he plays the villain in the upcoming third uh, Creed film. While there, they have a big battle, and then it ensues that Kang the Conqueror is actually a clone of himself, and it's a whole kind of thing. It's not great. Um, it really does kind of minimise Paul Rudd's improv talents. I mean, that's his best that's qualities. Apt for an Ant-Man. Yeah, it? it is. Well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Good, that's not bad. <laughs> that's, I should have thought of that. Damn it, I should have thought of that. But um, yeah, no, I mean, Paul Rudd's qualities are that he's able to improv very, very well. You yeah. put him in any kind he's of situation. He's funny. He's funny. Yeah, that's it. He's just funny. And this is very, very serious. They're trying to go for a whole kind of Star Wars thing. It doesn't really work. I mean, you have Michelle Pfeiffer and M- Michael Douglas reduced down to just exposition characters. And that's a bit of an insult to the both of them considering they're both very very talented actors I suppose they did just bank the paycheck and oh yeah that's it 100% everyone here is just literally banking the paycheck and that's fine but I mean I've seen better I've seen better performances from people who are just collecting their money and Jonathan Majors as well He's a really, really good actor in this and you can really see he's trying to kind of channel James Earl Jones in this. But again, he feels completely missuited to the film because, you know, you see Ant-Man, you think Paul Rudd, you think it's going to be kind of a lighthearted comedy and the two previous films were very much like that whereas this is quite serious and I think it's like the second lowest rated Marvel film in Rotten Tomatoes so that will tell you Okay there's a lot of Marvel fans feel that maybe they're just running out of steam with their some of the stuff that they're working with particularly off the sort of the Avengers threat Yeah I mean essentially Avengers Endgame was pretty much the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe writing itself into a corner and it's never really been able to get itself out from it then I mean you've had like T TV series like Loki, you had uh, Hawkeye, you had Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and then you had Moon Knight, which I'm sorry, but it, Oscar Isaac was in it and nobody watched it. Nobody watched it. Same with the Miss Marvel as well. Um, Bob Iger has come out and actually said, I think it was in an Ireland's call earlier this week, <clears throat> that they plan to essentially recalibrate how they're going to uh, distribute all their stuff now because before the emphasis was on Disney Plus Disney Plus Disney Plus but then the latest uh, the latest figures said that it was essentially just a black hole for the company a black hole of money so now they're going to try and make lesser th- smaller amounts and then sort of 75% of theatrical but, but, 25% but of Disney is Plus is that really the issue is the issue not that they've actually tried to go to the well too many times with the same characters and they do flimsy thin storylines mm. and everything seems to be primed up to the next episode yeah. and that there comes a point maybe where just the punters won't buy that. But I mean, it's just, it's the tv TVification of films, really. It's just, you know, the next episode, the next episode, the next episode. And that's the thing about Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. If you don't watch this, it's fine, because the next Marvel film will more or less kind of clue you into what's going on. Um, but no, I mean, like... When they when Disney purchased uh, Fox, they got the rights to a series of characters called X Men, which is a very much beloved um, 
uh, group of uh, films. Uh, it was Hugh Jackman when he played Wolverine and yeah. all the rest of it. Yeah. So people really want to see Marvel do that. They just wanted to skip over the current thing because it's not really working. They wanted to skip over this and get to X-Men and Fantastic Four. So I think, yes, it is in a bit of a lull. It is in a bit of a kind of, it's starting to creak a little bit, but I think it will pick up again in, I don't know, 5, 10, maybe 15 years. <laughs> well, anyway, let's But they think clip. in decades. This is the thing. Disney and all that, they think in decades. So Let's hear a clip in which Paul Rudd plays Ant-Man or Scott Lang and tries to be protective of his daughter Cassie, played by Catherine Newton. You know, I promised your mom that you would only use this stuff when one of us was around. It's really dangerous tech. I know, it's dangerous. What if the cops took it from you? Huh? What if you lost it? I didn't lose the suit. You have a suit? Wait, you have a suit? I know how to take care of myself, okay? Trust me, I'm pretty good at it by now. Ouch. Look, I didn't mean it like that. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's all right. I get it. I just think you should get to have a normal life. Dad, a guy dressed like a bee tried to kill me in my room when I was six. I've never had a normal life. How about some music? And in that moment, all I could think was how did the Hulk turn me into a baby? Will I be a baby forever? Am I the Hulk's baby? Dad, are you listening to your own book? But I was ready for it. Hmm? No, that's, uh, Steve this is the radio. Over <laughs> turn it it's off. It's so weird. Something's wrong with this switch. It won't turn I off. I said turn it off. What's that? Turn it up? All right. A little after that, a raccoon from space showed up. I don't think he knew my name. I was just happy to meet a raccoon who could talk. Well, that isn't going to grab me <laughs> yeah, in anyway. Yeah, I tell you, you that had much. your phone out in the yeah. middle of that and you were just like scrolling through. Well, I was checking something factual <laughs> to do with the movies, but no, that's not great. Yeah, no, it's pretty poor, I have to say. It, is, right. it is pretty poor. And I think you'd think the sun is even worse. Yeah, so the sun was really, really, really disappointing. Um, because you expected, I think, a lot of this with Hugh Jackman, Vanessa Kirby, Laura yeah. Dern, uh, all-star cast, Anthony Hopkins mm. in it as well, and directed by Florian Zeller, who did the father. acclaimed The Father. The Father, and The Father was amazing. I have never seen a film capture the, uh, capture the, the loneliness and the confusion of dementia in the way that The Father did. It was incredible. And like I said, like my, my grandfather had dementia, and I, I really, really resonated with it and connected with it. The Sun, on the other hand, is essentially a story of about um, this sort of wealthy uh, attorney played by Hugh Jackman who's divorced from his wife, his previous wife, Laura Dern. They have a son together. He's now remarried to Vanessa Kirby. He has an infant child. The elder son is starting to have problems in school. He's skipping school. And <clears throat> it's eventually revealed that he's basically having suicidal thoughts. And Laura Dern's character doesn't know what to do. She's become frustrated with him, sends him to live with Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman then tries to bolster him as much as he can, you know, make him laugh, make him, you know, all the rest of it, kind of acquiesce to some of his sort of weirder, quirkier um, requests and all the rest of it. But it doesn't really work. And then it just kind of potters on, potters on, potters on until it gets to a very, very, very emotionally manipulative third act, which I won't spoil, but is so clunkily written that when it comes around, you know exactly what's happening and it's not at all any kind of surprise or reveal to it. Um, it's This is a real, real shame. I went into this really hoping to experience something like I experienced in The Father and all I just got was just something very petty, very moody and not in a good way, very childish. I mean, the character has, the the, the, t- the title character, the son, has all these problems and he keeps trying to explain it to him that he's in pain and all the rest of it. But, but the performance that the actor gives just doesn't really resonate and everyone around him then just seems to be 
I don't know. It just it, none of it is convincing. I mean, I've seen films about kind of suicidal ideation before, and they're done very sensitively, and they're done in such a way that you can understand the desperation that comes from that situation and the frustration that everyone feels. But in this, it just feels like it's very weepy and sentimental and emotionally manipulative. So you're a no on that. What about Definitely. Marcel the Shell with Shoes On? This is great. Now, this I loved. Um, so this is based on a series of YouTube shorts about a talking shell um, that's animated in stop motion animation. You're making that face already and you're thinking, what the hell is he talking about? I swear to Christ, give this a go. It is one of the most heartwarming films you will see this year. You can bring kids to it and they'll get something out of it because it's very kind of, you know, quirky and funny and a little bit odd and a little bit strange, but very, very funny. Well, actually, why don't we just yeah. take a clip and we hear Marcel voiced by Jenny Slater introduce himself on camera. Rolling, give me some levels. Give, give you some levels? Like... Just, like, talk? Like, bit. oh, uh... Hello, my name is Marcel. It's not the first time I've done that. My name is Marcel, and I'm partially a shell, as you can see on my body, but I also have shoes and um, a face. So I like that about myself, and I like myself, and I have a lot of other great qualities as well. That's perfect. Yeah. And that's it. Like it's so. It's that's it. You can't. You can't listen or see that and just not have a big stupid smile in your face because it's. You're so, telling people that I have a big stupid smile. No, in my I'm face just now. saying you've got. I just. I, <laughs> you could hear it because it's very like it's so endearing. It's so damn heartwarming that you're just kind of like. I mean, like Jenny Slade, like she's a comedian and she's brilliant, but she really does kind of get that kind of childlike kind of innocence and the sort of the way they are always catching their breath and what have you. Um. But yeah, Marcel's mother is voiced by Isabella Rossellini and she's obviously much older. And the story is about um, Marcel has been left behind after a family or a couple rather broke up and took all their shells with him. So it's only Marcel and his grandmother left over. This filmmaker moves into the house that's now been turned into an Airbnb. He decides to start filming it. You know, it, if I had to compare it to something, the nearest thing I could say would be Aardman's Creature Comforts. Remember those in the 80s where essentially it was like um, man on the street interviews, but then it was like had the body of a tiger. It was like a tiger or a series of penguins just chatting away and all the rest of it. And it's weird how even though there's something completely unrealistic in front of you, your mind just connects with the voice and you just hear this voice, but then you see the incongruity of it and it just becomes so funny. Um, this is very, very smart, very, very funny, very, very accessible for kids. And I think adults could watch this as well and kind of grasp the kind of the more profound moments of it. But it does it in a very subtle way. It does it in a way that you don't necessarily see it coming. I really, really enjoyed this. It's so sweet and so funny. Good to end on a positive note. Brian Lloyd from entertainment.ie. Thank you very much. That movie is Marcel the Shell with shoes on. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.